then are we closer? Then how about this? Pretty close? If we talk, how about this? <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. It's the Cosmic Fire Podcast. We were trying to get some levels, and, and that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Are we pretty good now? How about now? Yeah. What if I get closer? Oh, yeah. How about that? Get closer. <laughs> it's episode 59. Ooh, what does that mean? I don't know. Is that a five? It is. Yeah. yeah. What, what are fives all about? Fives all about kind of going zigging and zagging, you know. Is it about the quintessence of yeah. all four elements? The ether? The ether. And the perturbations there, oh, therefore, yeah. Yeah. thereof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably didn't know this. Some of you probably knew it. But um, when a light shines in the darkness, we're not talking about Christian shit right here either. But when a light shines in the darkness, it's not sending um, photons, some mysterious little packets of electricity, through the light. It's just a perturbation in the ether. So there's like a pathway that, you know, but the light's transmission is instantaneous, right? You know what would be really cool is if we just ignored the ether. And pretended everything was made up of particles. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. Why didn't anybody think of that? Like uh, (laughs) a hundred years ago or so. (laughs) When they started eliminating (laughs) all the key scientists. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah, so so we're firmly in the intro zone of the (laughs) mid-month podcast here. I'm Kairos. I'm Phoenix. And, um... I don't know what we're going to talk about today, but... I know what I'm going to talk about. There we go. All right, take it away. (laughs) But wait, we're still in the intro part. My baby told me I could just hit record and leave the room (laughs) and she would handle it because... It's been rough. Yeah, the atmosphere has not been um, conducive. To life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's been... I mean, hey, we just came out of the most satanic day of the month. So yay us. New moon, square Neptune. We were going to record this yesterday on the dark moon, and something inside me was just like, bitch. And I was like, okay, I hear you. Yeah. Let's do it tomorrow. Baby, 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 (laughs) bitch. (laughs) Bitch. Yeah, that's what that's what my body was like. And I was like, okay, let's do it on the Lord's Day. Vomit. <laughs> I feel like my reaction time is like super slow. That's good because than usual. So is mine. Okay. Yeah, man. Um don't know what's going on. You know, supposedly um Canadians like set a bunch of forests on fire. Man. And, thanks guys. Yeah. You know how those guys are, man. It's just like spring of the Quebecois, right? (laughs) Spring hits and they're like, no more hiver. Let's allume les forêts. Can you translate that? Yeah, no more winter. Let's light up the forests on fire. (laughs) Okay. Or like the the Front National de Libération (laughs) des Nains de Jardin, FL, FN, LJ, (laughs) in French. Yeah. 
That's a garden gnome liberation front or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And they had an account on their forum that I found on the Internet Archive that was pretty awesome. And it was like, you know, tonight started as any other um, liberation, you know, ex- excursion. Um, ju- like juggling, what was it, <laughs> juggling, smoking, and lighting all kinds of shit on fire. And then we got to biz- down to business. And they liberated like 40 garden garden dwarfs. Wow. What do they what do they call them in English? Gnomes. Yeah, so forty gnomes, <laughs> and um, put them in the in the like front yard of the little town hall. So it was pretty sweet. I think they put them maybe in a little pond or something because they wanted to swim. Dude, I want one of those things now. I used to think those things were so dumb, but yeah. I mean, now that they're kind of like, you know, cool in France. Yeah, that was about 20 years ago. But, um, <laughs> it was. We could probably go Dude, find I a... actually remember that. You do? Yeah, it was like back when Vice Magazine was like underground. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. In my, in my timeline, Vice Magazine just suddenly popped in around 2018 with a bunch of articles like... We got super high on semen cocktails, and here's what <laughs> happened next. And, you know, yeah. five things that you never say to your whatever. I don't know, just a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, I feel like in the early aughts is when I was first aware of that publication, and I thought it was like a skateboard magazine or something. And I don't know. Then it turned into some major news publication or something. What even is it now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Trash. Enough about the debasement of culture. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's talk about the debasement of society. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, here we are. Yeah, I'm just going to tell a little bit about the astrology. Okay. Before my words completely fail. Okay. And leave the building. Red Clover. <laughs> um, yeah, so we just, uh, we're like hot on the heels of the Gemini New Moon Square Neptune, Sun Square Neptune today uh, as we're recording this and releasing it. I've been informed by my um, management <laughs> that this will be released today. So, you know, those of you listening on Sunday the 18th, you're getting it like hot off the press. <laughs> um, it is, uh, uh, so, so, I can't even say it. Friday. It's Sunday, and Saturn just stationed retrograde. I am your day. Breaker, breaker. I am your father. We got a... (laughs) I am your father. We got an asthmatic robot over here. (laughs) You're evil, you're asthmatic, you're a robot. (laughs) Oh, that's right, man. Good call. Yeah, I've I've never never even even seen seen that. movie, but... Yep. Dude, Night at the Smithsonian, one of the greatest movies of all time. I've watched it like 38 times with my son, who's a big fan. <laughs> but uh, there's a scene where the evil supervillain Hank Azaria is back from the dead. And he was like, uh, you know, he wasn't Pharaoh because mother and father always preferred um, the younger brother to him. I don't know why, because he's like totally legit, stable and not. Trying to totally rule the world at all costs. But um, this the story, right, is that the exhibits in the museum come to life because there's this tablet from 
you know, ancient Egypt. <laughs> Phoenix is looking at me like, hey, just keep rolling there. Just keep digging, buddy. And um, so they're in the Smithsonian, Smithsonian <laughs> in the second movie. <laughs> and he's looking for some people to join his team and help him take over. And one of them is the Darth Vader exhibit, which is for some reason in the Smithsonian. <laughs> and um, Darth Vader's like giving him the, what is the, it's not the Vulcan death grip. No, it's like the Vader death grip. Yeah, where he's like makes some hand sign and it like chokes you or something. Well, yeah, because he can um, actually manipulate the ether. The force? The force. Of ether. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's doing the hand sign <laughs> on Kamen Ra, Hank Azaria. <laughs> And it's not working. And Hank is like, what, what's this? What, what are you doing with your hand? I mean, it's just, there's too much going on here. You know, it's very complicated. You need to simplify. You're evil, you're asthmatic, you're a robot. And what's with the cape? Are we going to the opera? I don't think so. So anyway, um, that That's was a lot of buildup. Yeah. But it's a good line. Yeah. You're evil, you're asthmatic, you're a robot. Yeah. yeah. Father's Day. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, my peeps. I'm your father. It's, I guess he never said that now, right? That shit's been Mandela affected. What did you say? Um, I don't know. Maybe one of our listeners will look it up and send it in to us. I think it's the difference between Luke, I am your father, and I am your father, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Something changed. Yeah. And C-3PO has a silver leg, right? Or, right. Yeah. Like C-3PO was never all gold, apparently. Yeah. And now Darth Vader doesn't say, I am your father or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not up on all my Mandela's. Yeah. That shit is pretty crazy though. It really is, man. Yeah. What was that Chili Pepper song? Under the Bridge? Um... The city I live in, <laughs> yeah. the city of angel. Now it's the city of angel. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, if you look at the official video, it definitely says the city of angel and now. And he sings the city of angel. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about them. For those of you that don't know anything about Mandela Effect, because, okay, <laughs> now we're getting warmed up. <laughs> Because I, I want to talk about the script thing that Matt was talking about on Quantum of Conscience. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about for this podcast, is these scripts that run, that are part of the Matrix, they're part of our programming, and, you know, presumably at some point in childhood, we all want to fit in, we want to be nurtured, we don't want to be abused, right? We want to have enough, we want to have some fun, we want to grow up and be good people, have a good life. And so there's all this programming that, you know, we absorb and a lot of it we willingly, in quotes, because we're not really spiritually capable of, you know, full discernment or full will as children, I would say. But we willingly run these programs and sort of make a place for these programs and assent or affirm or give our agreement to these programs. And then... You know, you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I just was when, you know, so like the, um, I'm getting lost here, but with the Mandela effect stuff, it's like there are these changes apparently retroactively so that we all remember. So, and I remember when I first heard about that, I was like, yeah, whatever. That's just people remembering things wrong. Script. Boom. 
I didn't think about it. I didn't consider that it could actually be possible possible to change reality. Just using that as an example from this song that everybody I've talked to about it, who, who had that album, you know, blood sugar, sex magic, right? We all had that album in the early nineties, riding around Flint, getting high, <laughs> listening to that album in my brother's Ford Escort. Right. Um, but you know, we all remember the city I live in, the city of angels, lonely is that, right? Yeah. Everybody remembers that. Dude, and it is literally called the City of Angels. Right. So why would he ever, I mean, he's from LA. Like, why would he ever say City of Angel? Like, yeah, yeah. It just, it never would have happened. So that's kind of a good one. Yeah. Because the, that one's really obvious. The crazy thing about Mandela Effect is that everything official associated with whatever is Mandela Affected is changed. Retroactive. So, yeah. So now now that's what he actually sang in the video. They're yeah. not cutting out the S in the video, right? No, you the video has changed. Yeah. yeah. And the and if you have like the C D or cassette tape or whatever, you know, that will have changed. But if you have some weird like bootleg of a live show, and I think there's actually still in existence live footage where you can see him still saying angels because it's not i don't know what it is with the emmy stuff and the emmy um, mandela effect yeah and the official copies but it seems to be that the official versions of things will change retroactively and then there will be all this residue left from the things that weren't the official thing so, like in the case of C-3PO's leg changing color, if you go back and look at the movies, it's always been silver. Yeah. And and then if you but if you look at the residue, there's still a ton of toys and things like that that were created at the time when he was all gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people running the script would just say, "Oh no." Remember when he was all taken apart and Chewbacca was carrying him around in a backpack? When they put him back together, he had a silver leg. Like they'll they'll remember it differently. Yeah. Than than the people who are, um, you know, remembering it right some other way. You know, so right. yeah. And and the crazy thing about this is nobody really knows why it's happening, what mm -mm. or who or what is creating it, right? Mm -mm. Or even what the purpose of it is. I mean, there's certainly no. compelling theories about it or hypotheses. But, you know, so the, but the interesting thing to me in all this is the script. Mm -hmm. And so um, maybe we can post a, a link to Matt's video where, yeah, where he's reading the first chapter yeah, of his we, book. We can post Matt's and also I think maybe a Brian Stavely or something where he breaks down whichever ones we've just mentioned because he he's a really like if you're interested in looking at some Mandela effect stuff like I would say check out Brian Stavely because he's gone deep into these and he shows evidence yeah yeah once the snake was on his head oh my, that one was crazy and I think we maybe talked about that on the podcast one time of um the King Tut yeah um the official King Tut has changed from having just a snake on the in the center of the headdress to now having 
a snake and a bird. Yeah. Like uh, kind of weirdly crooked off center. It's very, very bizarre looking. For those of you who remember King Tut's headdress as just having a snake in the middle. Yeah, that's a um, weird video. You're wrong now. Like the reality has changed. Your memory might be correct, but the reality no longer reflects your memory. Yeah, well, let's, let's post that video because he shows lots and lots of residue in that video. Yeah. And there's not a single headdress replica from King Tut, you know, from the eight, 70s, 80s, whenever that blew up and was a big thing yeah. that has a vulture on it. It's all with yeah. the snake, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your reality's shifting. Suck it up. How long are you going to deny the blatantly obvious? Don't be a coward. Just a snake was on his head Now there's a vulture up next to him instead Did I already play that song on the podcast? I don't think so. I don't I, I don't know what we did with that, but we should definitely post a link to that because you guys will get a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's interesting. Like when I first heard about Mandela Effect, I ran the script. Well, that's just, yeah, you're just remembering that wrong. People are just remembering that wrong, you know? And then a few years later, I saw, you know, Brian Stavely and some other people, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's really weird. Okay, there's something going on here. And then the script was disabled, right? Um, Same thing with the fake moon landing. Uh, I remember being probably in my mid-20s, and, you know, I'd be like, Cause I, I was in, maybe I was a little older, but I was like hanging out and De- I lived in Detroit and I was in this kind of conscious black people movement, you know, like I lived in Highland park with my beautiful friend, Leslie. Hey, Leslie, what's up? And, um, I was the only white person for, you know, blocks and blocks and had some cool black friends and they were like in, you know, into this conscious blackness movement, which aspects of which I thought were really intriguing and cool. And, some of these people totally believed that the moon landing was fake. And then I found out a lot of other African-Americans believed the moon landing was fake. And so when that would come up as a joke later on in life, you know, my next decade or whatever, I'm in the, in the bar with somebody and somebody's like, yeah, like the moon landing was fake. I was like, yeah, black people totally believe that. That's a version of the script, right? Right. Right. And it's like, oh, that's just a thing black people believe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And and you hear that all the time. Oh, that's yeah. Well, that's because that's because you're from the South, y'all or whatever. You know, right. it's like all these these prejudices, right, that we're that we're programmed into repeating as like a defense mechanism against actually who knows? I don't I think the moon landing was fake. It certainly there's a lot of evidence that suggests it. It looks fake. It looks fake as balls. <laughs> but um you know, Stanley Kubrick, right? Uh, you know, but uh. hey, but I don't know. <laughs> but the thing about the script that I find fascinating and really creepy is I don't get to have an informed opinion or I don't get to even see both sides of an argument when the script kicks in. Yeah, it just because shuts it's it like, down. Oh, ha, ha, those moon landings fake. That's a conspiracy theory, right? It shuts down the curiosity and the wonder and the mystery and wow, really? Like, you know, the openness, you know, it's like a defense mechanism, you know, because that kind of questioning is pretty vulnerable and it's not 
I mean, ultimately, it's not vulnerable to us. It's vulnerable to, you know, whatever parasitic entity doesn't want us to be open and creative and wondering and questioning things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just shut up and memorize this stuff, kid. Otherwise, you're going to fail the test. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's fascinating to me. Yeah, but I mean, what an effective um, brainwashing technique to train people to memorize things. And then if they don't give the official answer, they get totally shamed, ridiculed, shut down. They're a failure. They get a failing grade. You know, if they're not parroting back whatever their teacher told them to, right? Yeah. So you can see why there's this thing that comes in that just shuts it down. It's like, no, I'm I'm not even going to look at that because that equals some kind of trauma from my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it's like the, the really tricky, creepy thing about it is then when that script's running, people are actually defending whatever the script is telling them with force, with passion, with yeah. emotion. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you got to care about something at least in that instant or believe that you care about it to mock somebody for thinking something that you don't think. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know that care comes into it because I think that would be ascribing too much. It's like pretend uh, care. <laughs> it's like that question. What do you pretend to care about that? You don't really care about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's fake care or like, uh, it's, it's selfish care. It's say it's Satanist care, right? It, because ultimately the only care there is I don't want to be infected by your, um, outside the herd beliefs because I don't want to be outside the herd. So I think there's, you know, I don't know if that qualifies as care, self-interest to me, it doesn't, but I can see, yeah, I can see why. I mean, we're—it's a semantics argument. I would call it fear. The shutdown, but people yeah. get very passionate when they're in um, fight or flight energy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't think clearly. You know, so if there's some kind of trauma-based, because I think that the schooling that we go through is trauma-based mind control indoctrination, right? Because it's very traumatizing for children to be you know, taken away from their parents, put into this like weird environment. They don't really get to bond. They get shifted around from teacher to teacher, you know, class to class, year to year. They don't ever really get to ground in. They're not in mixed age groups. They're like kind of sequestered off into this group and that group. And they're, you know, made to sit still and be ashamed of even the need to drink water or go to the bathroom and just all this weird shit, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's very perverted to me. It's, it, there's something very, very wrong with the school system, Yeah, but I think it, it's working for what it's designed to work for. Um, but you know, when that, when that, uh, kind of trauma energy gets triggered, people go into a sympathetic nervous system activation, right? So it's a fight or flight or freeze kind of energy. And that is what is being displayed in those moments. I think when the script runs, it's like the consciousness has left the building and it's just, you know, they're in, um, some kind of trauma trance where they're either going to argue and fight or they're going to just shut it down 
or just, you know, turn off, you know, but they're, yeah. but they're yeah. in some kind of uh, sympathetic nervous system activation. Yeah. Climate change is real, bro. Please, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> Climate change is real. We're destroying the planet, bro. Dude, I was talking about that the other day, how it's like, okay, let's be clear. There's some really fucked up shit going on in this realm environmentally, okay? It's a problem. Like, why is everything packaged in plastic? Um, it's problematic. Why does that plastic all smell like Old Spice? <laughs> why? Oh, my God. And then it's like these same fucking skin scumbag creeps that make everything out of plastic then guilt trip everybody for buying things in plastic like right, it's your right. fault it's like no asshole you're the one who who made it like this that everything is in plastic now you're telling me that i'm going to hell because i bought something in plastic and then there's this spell that we all repeat over and over again and we put our energy into we're killing the earth we're killing the uh, okay i just have to blow that up yeah but yeah but seriously but it's important to point that out i, I felt yeah. like that was a really cool insight that you had yeah it's like let us be super clear about this because i see people in like consciousness movements and who are interested in in magic and mind mastery and all kinds of and spirituality all kinds of things like that i see them run these fucking scripts and programs that come directly from the parasite it's like what how, who do you think it's serving right now for you to affirm over and over and over again this negative spell it's like i'm not saying ignore the fact that there's a problem but what how are you putting your energy into changing that or are you just repeating this black magic spell over and over again and that's kind of you know in this fear energy right it's this like fear porn um distribution network running through the population i mean i think that's social media has been really good at that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. um anyway are you feeling like we need to take a you break take a quick break let's yeah let's take a break and we'll be back Hey everyone, it's Phoenix, and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and the top, and the middle, and the side, and the other side. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for listening and for supporting the podcast. It really means so much to us, and I also want you to know that thanks to all of our sponsors who have generously made a monthly donation we're now able to start putting all of our stuff out for free on youtube so please check it out there's already some awesome content there's not a lot but we are going to be posting everything that we record for the download of the month. We're going to be putting it up there for free to be of service to our community. So thank you to our sponsors because you make this work possible and we're so grateful. Hey, do you want to be a sponsor? Go to cosmicfire.org slash donate and drop some change, some chump change in our tip jar. Thank you so much.
forget to smash that donate button. <laughs> and we're back. Um, with some astrology, which I Mandela affected. <laughs> I got Mandela affected in the first part. <laughs> so I did want to let everybody know that, you know, this we had on, the, on Saturday the 17th, we had a Gemini new moon, square Neptune. You know, new moon energy. I mean, we were really feeling that new moon, like the energy yeah. kind of bottoming out on this one. Saturn was also stationing retrograde, so Saturn will be retrograde till November third. And um, you know, set whenever one of the outer planets turns retrograde, it tends to be something that we feel this shift in the energy. Today, um, Sunday the eighteenth, the Sun is square Neptune. That can typically be, it can be a very imaginative day, but it can also be a sort of leaking energy kind of day and. And yeah, I was going to say, check in on our um, predictions from the first of the month podcast. And there's so many Neptunian, you know, I've been really tuned into Neptune and Pisces and the kind of global psyop agenda and how it seems to be coordinated with Neptune astrology. So with this new moon squaring Neptune, you know, I was, I was predicting that we would see some of that. So just a couple of things are the Canadian wildfires. You know, who knows what's going on with that, but they keep suddenly randomly popping up again in different places with like terrible air quality. So we've had a little bit of that um, the last couple days here. Also, tanks in the streets of down of big cities in 26 states, apparently. And that just started popping up yesterday, I think, or Friday. And, you know, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories and speculation about what's going on. It's the it's the collapse of the banking system and the, you know, quantum financial system is starting and people are going to be freaked out. It's the new world order is cornered in Philadelphia and Tulsa and wherever else it's the Chinese doing a, this is my favorite. The, <laughs> it was a map of the North America with somebody had like drawn in red marker along the Canadian border and the Mexican border. And it was Chinese pincer movement. Um, so not saying it couldn't happen, but you know, what was their theory on what was happening coming up from Mexico? Chinese, right? But so the so the Canadian pressure would be the wildfires and what's? Oh no, that's why their tanks and and oh, military helicopters are appearing in all these like okay. cities and military helicopters seem to be focusing on suburban areas. Which hey man, I lived through the you Katrina, you know, so I know that that shit. When I hear military helicopters, I freak out. You know, I got some PTSD about yeah. that. Because I saw what happened, you know, when the military choppers were buzzing the bywater every day for like a month before Katrina. Don't know what they were doing, but, you know, it was definitely seemed like a harbinger. But, yeah, so this is all about the military troop movements is like, you know, maybe the Chinese set the wildfires too, though. Bro. Is a killing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, that's what we're, that's what we've been in. So, you know, I think maybe take everything with a grain of salt to the extent possible. Yeah. And then, um, going into the last couple of weeks of the month, we've got a really beautiful Jupiter Saturn sextile on Monday. So that's a great day to take some kind of concrete action, Jupiter and Taurus, um, towards what you, you know, are interested in creating in life. And um, summer solstice on Sunday, that's always a big shift, big turning point when the sun moves into Cancer and the sun hits the heights, as we say. Um, 
And then uh, just another reminder, Mars square Uranus on Monday, the 26th at 5.23 a.m. Eastern. So that's probably going to be in the biggest effect on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday, okay. um, the, the 24th and 25th. You know, don't rewire your car in a lightning storm mm. and that kind of thing. Good to know. Yep. And then the 28th and 29th, we've got the Sun and Mercury conjunct and trining Saturn from Cancer. So that's a really positive, um, you know, positive energy. So I kind of feel like the, it's, uh, this month has been pretty good for 2023. Yeah. You know, not bad for Lincoln. <laughs> um, but I feel yeah. like there's some good energy. You know, we kind of just went through a bottleneck at the new moon. And then I feel mm -hmm. like there's some really positive, expansive energy coming up. Yeah, that new moon was pretty oppressive feeling, at least for me. That's a weird degree area, too. Where was it? The, it's 27 Gemini, basically. Mm. And 27 Gemini Sagittarius is this, like, it's the Draconis, mm. you know, star, star design on the firmament or whatever's going on up there. <laughs> but it's this, that's 9-11. That was a big degree in 9-11. Oh, okay. Um, and also that degree, so, you know, the um, great central sun, um, mm. galactic center, whatever that is, you know, but yeah. it definitely has effects, whatever it is at 27 Sag. Okay. Um, that degree axis, 27 Sag, 27 Gemini has been involved in every depression over the last hundred years. Like every oh, single wow. depression or major recession has had significant astrology on that so i was depressed that's for sure yeah i feel like whenever you know there's some probably collective trauma around mm. those degrees yeah makes sense yeah no offense to people who were born on that degree oh man i'm so sorry guys Big B. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Big B, man. <laughs> yeah man you gotta be tough you gotta be tough to, that guy's yeah. tough yeah all right so that was nice i like doing a little astrology recap in the mid-month thank you thank can you can that be a regular feature maybe all right yeah all right well you're pretty easy going <laughs> yeah all right i gotta give you know we try to spread the shout outs around but i gotta give a shout out to shay who sent us some feedback and said she loves the mid-month um, check-ins. Oh, okay. And so um, we're just going to say that that astrology um, check-in was sponsored by your favorite suburban superstore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay, scratch. Can, let's say it was sponsored by Shay's email. Oh, yeah. There you go. Hey, cool. you know what? You guys don't have to give us money. Just send us an email every once in a while. That's even better. Yeah. We got Leo South Node and Leo Rising over here. Bro, come on. Give we'll us some anything. love. We'll do anything <laughs> for some little bit of praise, man. <laughs> Everybody clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what I wanted to talk about was this awareness. You know, I've been talking about this for a while with the um, forecasts. I keep seeing like... There's all of this energy leaking, and I've been seeing this theme of, like, we have to get better at holding our energy and building our capacity to hold more energy instead of just blowing it, blowing it, blowing it all the time. And um, I saw this meme recently that made it really clear, like, oh, okay, there's this cultural thing going on where... 
people have become very addicted to peak experiences and and it's all coming from this sympathetic nervous system activation space where it's like people just keep running, keep running, keep running and never stop and rebuild and repair and integrate the experiences, right? And um, I forget exactly <laughs> what was going on with that meme, but it just landed something for me. I was like, holy shit, this really makes sense. Like, and it's been super ramped up over the last few years, which is great because the more obvious things get, then the more we can see what's really going on. You know, so that's kind of a cool thing about all the Mandela effect stuff, right? And the fact that we have the internet now, it's like, not only is it good for dissemination of fear porn, as we mentioned earlier, but it's also great for people sharing things that they find. I mean, like, hey, guys, isn't this weird? Like, I always remember C-3PO had a gold leg. Now he has a silver leg. People are like, what? <laughs> but it's great for those kinds of things, too. Um, but I I feel like this thing with the the sympathetic nervous system activation just made so much sense to me and how over the last few years it's um, it's really gotten ramped up. So that's great because we can see it just like we can see, oh, this reality maybe isn't as solid as we thought because things can <laughs> change retroactively. What the fuck? You know? And so if you've been on a spiritual path for a while, it makes perfect sense because all of the teachings cross-culturally have been telling people this for millennia, right? That this world is an illusion. It, there's, it's not solid like we think it is. Um, and we're just kind of travelers <laughs> passing through. And, uh, and none of this is real. Like, don't get attached to it, right? Like, we've heard these teachings over and over through um, all of even the the great, uh, you know, worldwide religions and things. It's not like a weird culty thing. It, it's there. It's there in pretty much every teaching around the world. And indigenous cultures all recognize this, that it's like a, we're in some kind of dream. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But um, but anyway, so it's it's cool that that these things are becoming more and more obvious. And one of these things that just really became super clear to me is that people are in this trauma activation state, and many people have been in this state nonstop for at least the last three years. You know, it got triggered. Yeah big time. And there are folks out there who have never cycled down. But this is a cultural thing that's been building for a long time. And um, the whole thing with like, oh, yeah, we're going to just go to a festival and like blow our wad. We're going to go to this like, oh, we're going to go to this medicine circle and just have this really intense peak experience. And then Go to another one and go to another one and go to another festival, go to another plant medicine circle, go to it. It's like, seriously, like some folks, are, it's like a monthly thing, you know, or, you know, just, it's like, wow, I, that's so astounding to me because I, for me personally, 
if I went to something like that, I would have to process it for at least a year before I even considered going back. But now it seems like... Would you do like a 20-day fast right afterwards to help you process it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's a thing, right? That was another one, right? Really, really extreme modality. So think about all of the things that are really trending right now. It's like the um, really intense breath work. You know, I mean, that's something that... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with breath work, but think about things like cults (laughs) and how that's... These are all things that cults use to get people in a sympathetic nervous system activation and keep them in that place. Because when you're in that place, you can't think clearly. And there's, and they do these things that are kind of traumatic and, and make sure you don't get grounded back in reality so that they can just fill you up with their cult programming. Right. Well, I see that that's kind of what's happened on a grand scale, um, that there are so many folks out there, and, and sadly, many of them are seekers on the path. And so I think that um, that this has uh, just, hey, if you're listening to this, like, please, let's be mindful of, you know, coming out of this state of activation and getting grounded and integrating. But you think about all these trendy modalities, you know, the really intense breath work. Um, I think about like that kind of kundalini yoga type of of in really intense, you know, breathing and movements that put you in this really crazy trance, you know, um, the whole Wim Hof thing, like really extreme temperature changes, you know, there's nothing wrong with that in moderation, but are you ever grounding or integrating afterwards? Or are you just shocking your system over and over? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I went to Burning Man, then I went to Coachella, then I went to the, you know, it's just like going to all or all these different um, gatherings. Like, or I went just the plant medicine, the plant stuff, medicine man. stuff, over and over, over right? and over and over. I mean, I did ayahuasca forty three times last year, bro, and I, I don't know. I just feel like I got to do it another ten times, and then I'll be enlightened. Then, I'll, then, I'll, then it'll work. It's like. No, 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 no. It's, you got to just like take time to integrate. But I think there's this thing in, um, I blame the internet, <laughs> but I, it <laughs> kind of, it kind of cause. is, you know, cause like folks have gotten used to this thing of instant gratification. They have to have it all now. So it's this thing of like, well, if one Wim Hof is good, then if I Wim Hof every single day, then that's even better, right? One plant medicine circle's good. So if I just plant medicine circle every week, then I'm going to, you know, or just microdose all the time or like, you know, think about how much weed people smoke now. I mean, it's just yeah, become totally yeah. normalized to just be like uh, completely out of your body and, you know, just. But, I mean, that's, they just do that so that they can activate their critical thinking, right? <laughs> that's what fasting is for. Extreme fasting yeah. and extreme liver cleansing. I mean, it's crazy. I, all of these things, there's a time and a place for all of these things, but this kind of very intense, heroic, cathartic kind of experience is something that really, in my opinion, should only happen very rarely. And then it should always be followed by plenty of, you know, coming back into the body, really, um, grounding, having lots of support, lots of care, lots of routine, 
routine, routine, routine. This is the thing that I feel like has completely gone out the door. People aren't really taking the time to cook deeply nourishing home-cooked meals and slowing down, right? It's just like snack, snack, snack. And, and that's not that's not nourishing to the body. That doesn't take you out of a sympathetic nervous system activation. So I think people are just like blown the fuck out. I mean, we're recording this on Father's Day, right? It, it, every single holiday, every it, it, even weekends, it's the same thing in this culture where instead of having a day of rest, it used to be a day of rest, right? You bust your ass five days a week, then you get a day and a half or two to like recover and repair and rest. And then you go back and bust some more ass, right? Nobody fucking rests on the weekends. They just go, go, go. And the weekend is the time of the weekend warrior, right? You got to go out and do even more crazy shit, you know? Yeah. And when you get weakened. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to have you got to do something really cool to post on Instagram, right? To yeah, show how yeah. cool your life is and hey guys, look at like I'm having so much fun on my vacation, but it's like the the vacation <laughs> it looks good in a picture on Instagram, but it's like did you ever actually just stop and take a fucking break? Because the traveling, I'm sure, activated your nervous system. Yeah, but I was <laughs> watching Netflix the whole plane trip. <laughs> It's fine, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I was like drinking and chilling and having lots of snacks. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so anyway, that's that's kind of what I wanted to rant on today is like the importance of slowing the fuck down. So I talk about this a lot in like lightworker training and in my sessions and things like that. It's like there's an actual spiritual trick here. It's not a trick. It's just like, it seems like a trick. It seems like a hack. It's not really a trick or a hack. It's just literally how things work. And it's slow down to speed up. So when you go slow and smooth and steady without all the herky-jerky ups and downs and peaks and valleys and spikes all over the place, you just smooth it all out and you go slower, you actually will get shit done way faster and people running around like doing you know on this trip on that trip you know just and and rushing 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 oh i gotta take all the classes and read all the books and and do all the trips and and you know ascend really really fast it's like dude you're setting yourself back years honestly because you have to take time to settle into a steady routine and just do your daily practice, do your weekly practice. It's so fucking boring. It doesn't look interesting on social media. <laughs> but right. that's like where the real juice is, you know? Yeah. Grow a fucking plant. Go look at a plant. Like they accomplish everything and they're not rushing to do it. All of nature, everything is accomplished and nobody's in a hurry to do it. You know, but it changes so fast and we could be on that flow. We could be making huge shifts and healing so much if we would just slow the fuck down. Rant over. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Man, I, and I just want to say like, that was me. 
for oh, yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah, ask me how I know any of this shit, okay? <laughs> Man, I mean, I was so convinced. Oh, I'm going to read that book by Wayne Dyer. I'm going to read that book by, you know, uh, Deepak. <laughs> I'm going to read the, oh, I'm going to do this practice, you know, from Castaneda's Magical Passes. I'm going to do Tai Chi and I'm going to do Qigong. I'm going to do all this stuff, right? Aikido. And as soon as I start doing that, boom, I'm going to get enlightened. I'm going to be out of this trauma, right? But it's the trauma that makes, so, I mean, it's, it is tricky. Yeah. It's, it's a nice trick, you know, that the parasite plays on us, right? Is that we got this trauma and you get to a certain level of awareness and anybody who's listening to this, you know, is already at least at that level of awareness where you're like, there's something wrong. There's something <laughs> inside of me that's not supposed to be inside of me. And it's making me do things that I don't want to do. Mm. It's making me feel ways that I don't want to feel. And I don't want it anymore. And I want to be who I know myself to be. Right. And so the, you know, the impulse to go out and find ways of cleansing or ways of strengthening or ways of healing the mind or healing the emotions, releasing trauma, all of that is really good impulse. Yeah. But it's the same thing that is making you feel that, that you're aware, you become aware of that's making you sick and making you feel all these ways that you don't want to feel is also the thing that's driving you to be like, just that one more, just that one more. Okay. If I add this in, if I do like a, a 20 day liver cleanse instead of a 10 day and then I, you know, go all vegan or all keto or whatever, yeah. right? Really all... extreme diets. That's another one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, like whoever needs to hear this, there aren't any shortcuts. Mm. There are no shortcuts. Yeah. There are ways to work efficiently and to get from A to B in the minimum possible time with the maximum possible good results but yeah. there are no shortcuts and it's really just you got to have a practice whatever yeah. that practice is and you just do it and at some point you got to give up control and say okay i'm gonna ch i mean i laugh about this i talk about this a lot right when for years in my meditations i would ask what do i need to do to get from a to b you know to get from where i am this miserable place where I'm just feel like I'm aware finally of how much I'm struggling and I don't like it to get to this place where I could see myself being eventually. And my guides or my higher self would always say the same thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'd be like, come on, man, you got to give me something. Why do you fucking keep telling me that? <laughs> get so mad. <laughs> of course, they're just laughing like, oh, God, what a loser. Man. Just keep doing what you're doing, bro. But really, that's it is just having that practice. And at some point, you got to just find the courage to trust yourself and yeah. to trust like I don't need to blow myself out even further. Right. And even if it feels impossible to be grounded and to be in a healthy rhythm, that's what I'm you know, setting my will and intention for. Yeah. Yeah, man. That trust thing is so real. We have this, um, like guilt and shame about not being trustworthy because we let ourselves down so many times. And we knew that we should have, you know, zigged and we zagged, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't, well, first of all, it's usually not us. It's 
us running the script, right? It's like when we're identified with the false self or we just, you know, are in that kind of trauma activation where we're like, fuck you, I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) But it's also actually really helpful. So, you know, all of these kinds of foibles that we're talking about, (laughs) it's really, really good. You actually have to have this experience to recognize like, oh yeah, that doesn't work, right? It's it, that is just as important as knowing what does work because you're not going to know what does work and doesn't work until you experiment and you see for yourself. So you already know. And as you practice, you're going to build that trust muscle, right? And you'll, and you'll be more solid. But I'll tell you, man, this is a big one. People that are getting intuitive hits on things, supposedly, that are in a sympathetic nervous system activation. And I'll tell you, unless it's a life or death thing and you're suddenly getting a message to, like, get the fuck out of the road you know, um, because you're about to get smushed by a train or something. Um, yeah, sometimes that happens when you're not quite in your body, you're not really present, you're in some kind of activated state, you're not regulated, and you will get a real genuine message, and it's usually only in an extremely, like, it, very extreme situation like that. And, um, you know, or you just need like a, a, just a divine punch in the face. Um, Usually what happens is people are in this activated state and they think that's their intuition and it's their mind. It's not even really their mind. It's like the parasite's mind. Um, So I just want to put that on your radar. Like if you've ever felt confused about your guidance, it's probably because you are in a sympathetic nervous system activation. So you need to regulate your or ass. You're too high, or you're too high. <laughs> you're too high. I mean, I spent years smoking pot and trying oh to like, God. listen, you know, get <laughs> messages from my intuition. If you're asking questions over and over, like ask, doing 10 tarot readings a day, look, and I'm, 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 my past self is like healed enough to laugh about this now, but if you're doing 10 tarot readings a day, if you got like three psychics you talk to every week and <laughs> you're also doing the I Ching and, you know. And you're hitting that bong. Yeah. But, and you're like high as balls, man. Um, there's a reason that you're not getting. But yeah, I think that's, you know, that, that, that and the not being grounded. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't tune in when you're like all jittery, when your nervous system's all over the place. So that that's, makes it really clear. What do I do next? What is my life's purpose? Get grounded. Yeah. Get grounded. Get Start exercising. Learn how to live without having to be smoking pot 10 times a day yeah. or whatever else is keeping you off balance and out of your body. Yeah. Eat some fucking root vegetables. Yeah. Preferably cooked in bone broth. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mineralize um you need to mineralize your ass um yeah but seriously um that thing of being dysregulated and thinking like oh yeah i can get some clear guidance you know how the fuck do i know this because yeah just like kairos i've been there done that like i just 
I'm trying to save people time spent in suffering, even though I literally just said it's good because it's part of the learning experience. But you know, if you... It, it, it's good, <laughs> but you don't have to keep doing it for you years don't, and years. Yeah, no. If yeah. you want to... Time's a-wasting. <laughs> you know, it's like really... Do we have time for this bullshit? I guess, you know, we're eternal, but it does feel like things are kind of ramping up here on planet Earth. Maybe we're getting ready for a grand finale in the fucking uh, Broadway show here. But um, but really, if you're feeling confused or, or, or like you can't trust your guidance, check in and, and see, like, are you in your body? Are you grounded? Are you regulated? What can you do? to bring your body back into a place of rest and digest and just slow the fuck down. Because if you do slow down, you'll probably realize like, wow, I don't even care about a fucking tarot reading right now. I just need to eat some fucking food or something like that. You know, it's like that part of you that's like, I just have to know the answer. It's all coming from that triggered place, right? Yeah. Because you already know. You already know. So if you're if you're on this thing of like, oh, I just have to figure out what it is, then you're not being yourself in that moment. And I mean, years, bro, <laughs> years. I spent years there, man. I'm not even. I am not even joking about that. I mean, I we're think, really old, you guys. I think decades. <laughs> I, I, I think I spent about two decades there, man. <laughs> We're in our 50s, in case you didn't know. So, like, yeah. I mean, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. years. Years. <laughs> and we're, we're just trying to help, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, for one person who's listening to this is like, oh, I get it. And, you know, you, you cut that shit out and you get, like, just start trusting yourself. Just start doing your daily practice. Quit asking questions. Do what's in front of you. You're going to, it's so worth it because, you know, you're going to cut, like, 10 years of needless suffering and anxiety out of your yeah. Out of your life path. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when you get, when you ask your body or you ask your higher self, you will get clear answers and you will know. Just like the Bible said, be still and know. It didn't say run around and do a bunch of sweat lodges and then you'll know. <laughs> uh, hey. Sweat who lodge do, is great, man. Who doesn't love a good sweat lodge? But come yeah. on, you can't be doing that shit all the time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anything that I've done like that, like sweat lodge, do, going to Peru to do medicine journeys, it's taken me, even a sweat lodge, it's taken me years to assimilate what I learned in one sweat lodge. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these um, practices, like we've gotten out of touch with... The ways of life, the routines, the day-to-day, the community support, the connection to nature, that all of that stuff is grounded in. So, yeah, if you have that, then maybe you can do it more, right? But if you Wait, but don't, don't have, I have that, to do it more because I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? You know, it's yeah. like you can't compare where you're at with where the indigenous cultures were at that, you know, or are at that are still maintaining these practices. Like, yeah, we all have it in our DNA, like these ancient tribal ways of being, but where's, where's your tribe that's taking care of you 
while you're integrating this process or getting ready for this process, like, you know, that's an essential part of it. You know, these people aren't just suddenly popping up and being like, yeah, like, like, let's go sweat it out. No, they're, they, it's part of this whole culture, you know? So I think a lot of this stuff is just taken out of context and, you know, even folks that go to, to really be with and study with the indigenous elders and, you know, it's like, that's great. I, you, that's awesome. And respect to all those elders keeping those traditions going. But the folks that are going there, they're completely disconnected from the day-to-day routines of that tribal community support. And that's something very important to pay attention to because that's a big part of the integration. And if we're not integrating this shit, then what the fuck are we even doing it for? I guess that's all we got. Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think our time's about up here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Whew. Whew, it's getting I'm hot. It. it is getting hot. <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> um, we love you. Yeah, thanks. For, we love your feedback. We love we love your money. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love your money just as just as much as anybody else is here. <laughs> and um, we hope you have a great rest of the month. Yeah, if this is at all helpful, please share with like-minded, like-hearted folks, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time on the Cosmic Fire Podcast. (laughs) 